0: Oh, hi there. My name is Mark Furz, and welcome to Deep and Meaningfuls with Furzy. Now there are three things that I love in life. Fresh lime, heavily distorted guitars, and a good deep chat, especially when it's with someone as lovely as my guest today. Her name is Laurel Furze. She is studying to become a transformational nutrition coach. She's a personal trainer. She's a former Miss Universe New Zealand. Uh, and she also happens to be my wife. I had a great time talking with her and I talk with her a lot. I hope you enjoy this conversation. And now, here is Laurel Furs.
1: <clears throat> G'day. Are you tangled? Here we go. Always tangled. Hi. 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 Hi.
0: Thanks for thanks for being here in your own house.
1: I am so excited to be in this house with you. <laughs>
0: Me too, actually. it has been It's a nice place. It's been fun.
1: It is a nice place.
0: So, I wanted to have a chat with you. It's kind of weird because you're my wife slash girlfriend.
1: It's true. Do you think people know what that means?
0: Well, a wife slash girlfriend is a wife that you uh, still like.
1: Oh, good. All right. I like that.
0: Yeah. Unless I'm
1: angry with you, then I'm definitely the wife. Then you're
0: just the wife. So, Laurel. Yeah, we're in Australia. I don't know if anyone can hear the crazy nature out there, but it's
1: it's a real thing.
0: (laughs) One thing that I found very interesting was you living here, coming from New Zealand, you were quite shocked at the nature.
1: I tell you what, Australia is alive. (laughs) There's no other better way to put it. New Zealand is um, beautiful and we have a couple of flies Maybe a little wee mosquito here and there. Like you can go into the bush and there's no concerns. Like there's no predators coming out to get you. But Australia, mm. good Jesus,
0: I had no idea there's not a single snake. Nope, no snakes.
1: No snakes. I think we have white tail spiders. I don't.
0: I still don't. I know that that's true, but I don't actually believe it.
1: Believe it, my friend. No,
0: I don't. I'm. I'm. I, there's a part of me that's like, I know there's no snakes in New Zealand, but I feel like, wow, you know, <laughs> there's snakes there. We, Growing well, up in Australia, there's been so seen so many snakes and spiders and stuff. I cannot fathom that if you go out into the bush, there's not snakes and spiders. And
1: yep, you things. guys got them all.
0: Yeah, they just all live with us and hang out here.
1: Well, we've got a lot of birds, so maybe the birds ate the snakes. No. Yeah, that's
0: not bad. <laughs> that's not that. That seems to make sense.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Mowers. You know what a mower is?
0: Yeah, it's how you cut your grass.
1: No, it's a freaking huge, ginormous bird. I think it's. Like ostrich it looks a little bit like an ostrich or an emo but emo. An emo. <laughs> an probably emotional. a bit emo too. Very emotional birds. Yeah. Um huge. Huge. Enormous. They ate all the snakes.
0: As big as an emu?
1: Oh, way bigger. It's like as big as an emu. It's as big as a building. They're gone. They're
0: dead. is as big a bird <laughs> as big as a building. <laughs> yeah. what well, since so since they're dead, I can't fact check you because there's none around.
1: The Māoris ate them all. Right. (laughs) They did. They're warriors. We don't have snakes. Hang hang on. So the fact here, the science here, (laughs)
0: this is history for New Zealand. I didn't know this. I don't think many people knew this. The Māoris went around, killed the birds that were as big as buildings Mm. and ate them. And ate drumsticks. And ate drumsticks. (laughs)
1: I'm not joking. You should Google it because- that is the reason they're extinct, apparently.
0: I think it would be best that we didn't Google it because they might find out that it's not true. I yeah.
1: think we should just move on from the subject because I'm not very good with history or <laughs> facts in general. So,
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's the truth. Uh, so we've been together a long time now. Yes. Eight years? Yes. Cool.
1: It is cool, isn't it? Yeah. It's been cool.
0: It's been cool. It's been a cool time. It's been a trip. We've been lucky. Before I met you, you... We're on a little thing called Miss Universe. Yes. So you did Miss Universe New Zealand.
1: It's so weird to even talk about that because it feels like that wasn't me. Yeah. I did do it, but I wasn't very present for it. Maybe that's why. I mm. wasn't very present for a lot of things back in those days. It just all sort of happened.
0: I can relate to that. Okay. With
1: your home and away? and you, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, you kind of look back at, what am I, 33 now? And I look back at that. Older. Yeah. And I kind of can see myself... I can see a, a first person view of me doing it, but I don't remember it being me.
1: Being in it. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that for sure. Mm. You know, I did miss I did miss New Zealand because well my sister did it the year before me, actually. My twin sister were identical mm. twins and she became she was runner up. I was like, oh. Let's give that a go. How old were you? Twenty. Right. I was ready to change the world, you know, 20 years old.
0: Yeah. Well, a beauty pageant's the way to do it.
1: Absolutely. People really listen (laughs) to what you have to say when you're up there in your bikini.
0: (laughs) Did you see the one with? yes. Mm. Did you see the one with the girl who they put her on the spot and they asked her something and she – the poor girl, she really had a hard time. She's saying –
1: Yes, I saw that.
0: Yes, she's saying that. And because of what is and And stands for and that is – Yeah, yeah.
1: See, that's a perfect example of just not being – like being young and maybe not really being in control of your thoughts and your, I don't know, I could totally see myself doing that. Sure. Because you kind of go into panic mode well, and you I've- want to sound educated and, yeah, educated, but when you when you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot yeah. get out of it.
0: Well, I think so there's a bit of a trap <laughs> that happens with young attractive women is that they get given things, you know, men give them a lot of attention And they get to a point where they can kind of get into situations that a lot of other people may not be able to get into. Possibly. Someone asks them a question like that and they're like, oh, hang
1: on. And look, let me clarify. I think there are people that are well-educated, very well-prepared and that can handle themselves in those situations and can ask those questions. Um, I don't think that I was one of those people. I'm not saying I wasn't educated, but I didn't really – pay a lot of attention in school because I was pretty certain I was going to be a famous singer and, you know, I didn't need school. It's terrible. I, I regret the way that I went about my education now. All oh, you young people listening stay in school. <laughs> it's true what your parents tell you. Um, well, actually, no, don't stay in school, but maybe just pay a little bit more attention. Um, yeah, so I don't think that... I think there are people that can answer those questions and can handle themselves well, and there are people that cannot, and they find themselves in that situation, and you're like... Oh fuck.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what, so what, it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a funny it's a funny world that that kind of the hot girl curse, you know, all these all these young girls, they're so young, you know, the 20 how how what's the oldest you can be for Miss Universe? 26. You know, the oldest you're allowed to be is 26. Yeah,
1: I think I f- started figuring my shit out when I was about 28. Yeah. Now I can answer those questions. But again, I mean, why are we asking beauty pageant girls questions about politics like Yeah. I mean, at that point, when I'm 20, I'm just voting for who my mom voted for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, I haven't really done a lot of homework. Well, maybe, again.
0: This is the first year in like my life gonna- that I've done any homework on voting. Very good. I went and actually, I had the ballot mm. paper and I went and Googled all who the people are. Mm.
1: I think living in the States did that as well yeah. to us. I, I feel like coming from New Zealand where everything's fine, it doesn't matter who's in power. Like, it's still going to be.
0: Yeah. Far less catastrophic.
1: Yeah. And then you live somewhere like the States and- Trump happens and you well, feel yeah. an energy shift. You go, okay, I'm going to start paying attention.
0: So speaking of, at Miss Universe, mm. you met Donald Trump, did I you not?
1: I did meet the Trump. <laughs> wow. I, and I was so, I felt really, um, oh, I suppose coming from New Zealand and he was oh, famous, you know, I knew him from The Apprentice. The Apprentice and yeah. <laughs> um, We had, so it's funny because, so there's, I think there was about 93 girls that went to Miss Universe and- so out of all of those girls, they pick a top 15. And of that top 15, now I cannot remember, Donald Trump chose six.
0: For you what? Know,
1: six girls to go into the fight and through to the top 15. Into his dressing room. <laughs> Grandmother was there. <laughs> 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 well, um, I wouldn't, yeah. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, he chose, <laughs> no, he chose six finalists or he maybe he chose nine. Now. This is what our now for him to choose those six people. This was what our experience was. We go into the auditorium.
0: <laughs> believe, I'm sorry, I just can't believe that, that Donald gets to wander wander back and see the lineup of girls and go, "Yeah, I love you, I love you." That's
1: exactly what it was. We had we all stood in this big half circle, and he walks around, and he would shake your hand, and Look um, you up and, down. and yeah, and I remember give you a sniff. I remember um. So I was 20 years old. The girl next to me had great boobs. Right. (laughs) Just going to say. it, In a dress, a lot of cleavage. And I remember, and I didn't have any cleavage. Um, I remember him being beside me and he was just looking at her boobs. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to get in. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't get in.
0: Disappointment. So disappointing. Uh, You know, this wonderful man who's got all this power. He's not going to pick me because of my boobs. Yeah,
1: it was a bit, I'm not joking. It was creepy. Like I felt. It just, I felt, I guess I didn't truly understand how I was feeling. But now that I'm a little bit older, I just felt like a piece of meat. Well, <laughs> like yeah. you're purely being judged on your looks. And of course it's Miss Universe. So, yeah. um, and that didn't feel great. Um, but the experience was awesome. I mean, I'm very privileged yeah. to have been able to go through that experience and it did teach me a lot. And I think if anything that has taught me that, your look, your looks are not everything, and it only and look that experience was was great. But you know, when you're putting so much emphasis on your the way you look, I don't know. I feel like there's all these. It can just create all these underlying issues that you know. It's like you are your your beauty or your body defines who you are. Absolutely. And yeah. Well, because
0: what, what happens when when you're in a situation like this girl, like who who gave that funny answer? What happens when you're in a situation where that doesn't count anymore? Yeah. And if you've, and if you've lent on that through probably no fault of your own for a very long time in your life, Mm. you're, 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 you're stranded, you're you're floundering about trying to figure it out. And that's, I guess where the, you know, the, the ditzy hot girl stereotype comes from.
1: Sure. Or we, you know, we're all trying to achieve, you know, we want to be skinnier or fit into that size pair of jeans or look like this person or we all get surgery and then we get there and we're still miserable. I did that. I did after the, I didn't actually learn my lesson because I did a bikini bodybuilding competition. <laughs> wow. Again, like let's, you know, get really lean and get on stage in a bikini and have people judge you. Yeah. And I was the most miserable I've ever been. Yeah. I was so unhappy, but I had everything I thought I wanted.
0: Yeah. What's that all about? Well, I guess it's, it's, it's kind of a, You're on a pedestal, yeah, and it's and there's that moment of gratification where people are looking at you adoringly, and and you're special, Mm. and it's a very, it's a very kind of primal instinct in people. There's obviously a sexual attraction, and Mm. you know if you if you're not wearing much clothing, it's but but everybody feels that walking around every day, and some people live their life like that the whole their whole life. You know, they're just driven by their kind of primal desires, and that's how they roll. It's so true. it's huge. I mean, that's the thing of sex sells. You know, you see billboards when we were living in LA driving down Sunset Boulevard trying not to have a car accident because there's oh, yeah, a, yeah. A, a 90% naked woman advertising water.
1: But are we not just trying, like, we just, I feel like we're just gravitating to those things to make ourselves feel better, but it's not really making us feel better. It doesn't
0: really hit the spot.
1: We're going deep,
0: guys. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting the whole yeah. world of the beauty pageants and fitness competitions and.
0: I guess the thing, though, at, at 20 years old, you're still a kid. I mean, I think for, apparently our, our brain doesn't stop really developing until we're 25. Sure. So you're not really who you emotionally, mentally are going to be as an adult for another five years. Totally. So at 20 years old, like you get these, you're still a kid and you're trying to figure out how to not be ruled by your parents or your teachers. And opportunities Mm. present themselves. You're not going to not do it.
1: And look, I probably just wanted to feel a bit famous. Sure. (laughs) Like, don't we all? Absolutely. I think that's what it is. I wasn't, yeah, it was just fun. I mean, people grow up training and preparing for these things since they're small children. Yeah. And I just thought, ah.
0: Well, was it still? You got to go to Mexico. It was I an did. Epic experience.
1: I actually had. I look. I have. I did love the experience. Well, now that I'm not in it, it was a bit stressful at the time. But I got to travel the world. I did all these jobs, all you know, modeling jobs and TV shows, and went to the Bahamas and China and China. China. <laughs> There's an R on there. Most people don't know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it was great. It was a wonderful experience. And that has shaped me into who I am today, I'm sure. Mm, absolutely. I just, I just wish I was more present for it. I wish I was just soaking it in a bit more.
0: Hmm. Well, that's a hard thing to do at 20 years old.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's a hard
0: thing to do at any age. At, at any age, 20. yeah. Yep. You know how you said china china That's one thing that I realized from us living in the States <laughs> is that Americans think that we put ours on words that aren't there. And I always thought that was Pizza. ridiculous, but you know, and I and I know where we do it. We do it when a word ends in a vowel, and then goes into another word with a vowel, like China and, oh. as you said, China and.
1: Oh, we just okay, I'll just go Honda door.
0: Accord. Honda Accord. It's just lazy. What times. about when
1: we just say, "I'm going to do some yoga"? Oh, <laughs> no, <I don't. laughs>
0: <laughs> Nobody says they're going to do yoga. <laughs> Do you say yoga? I don't
1: know. It felt really uncomfortable to say that. Maybe <laughs> I don't. We
0: thought <laughs> you were going to say, I'm going to do some yoga and Pilates. Oh, yeah. But
1: I felt like I wanted to say, I, I wanted to end that with a tea. i T. I'm going to go do some yogurt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. what it felt like.
0: Doing yogurt. I I'm like going to
1: go do some yogurt.
0: Yeah. Is that what happens when you when you're making yogurt? You're doing it?
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go do some yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. it's so confusing. Yeah. You know what? After living in the States for seven years though, I kept my thuck Kiwi accent. Yes, you did. And I'm yes. proud. I'm so proud to be a New Zealander now. I never used yeah. to be. I couldn't wait to leave New Zealand.
0: Mm. I love New Zealand. Me too. I never thought, as a as a young Australian, you know, you're not allowed to say that out loud.
1: I love but Jacinda as well. <laughs>
0: Jacinda, yeah.
1: <laughs> New Zealand is great. You can yeah. say that. You have to say that. I love it.
0: I do love it. It's it's incredible. I lived there for a year, where I met you. Yeah. It's been pretty good to me so far.
1: Yeah, Kiwi land. It's not bad.
0: Um, and you have an identical twin.
1: I do. I miss my twin. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's been really hard being away from here.
0: Well, that let's talk about how weird it is just biological being an identical twin like so it's I don't know how up on the bio on biology you are I'm not really but Expert. it's it, <laughs> so it's one egg mm. that is fertilized and then after that it splits into two into two and and those each half becomes a whole of the same thing yes creating two versions of one thing yes and turns into a human
1: two humans. That's just crazy. It's madness.
0: And no, we, we kind of just brush over it. Oh yeah, you know it's a real thing. But if that if that yeah. wasn't real and someone wrote it in a book, it's science fiction. It's madness.
1: I know you'd think that would be a little bit simple.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but it's an actual. It's an yeah, actual. It's, the it's, halves yeah. become a whole. It's but it's in, not like you're half a person. Yeah, it should
1: be like the intelligent of one person split into two. Right. I mean, right. sometimes I do question it. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Shreve. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You guys do have some great, great moments, but we, we all do. We do. We all do. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's fascinating. So that means that there's obviously some some twin stuff that you guys experience in your life that us non-identical twins just can't understand.
1: Yes, but it's also hard to understand that that's happening because, you know, I've always been a twin. Yeah. So but there have been Yeah, that would be weird if if you know yeah. fifteen.
0: Oh, here's your twin.
1: Yeah. That's happened. That has happened. Oh yeah. There's that doctor. But they have that
0: instant connection, don't yeah, they? Yeah,
1: they know. Yeah. They're, it's like they've known each other their whole lives. Yeah. Um no there have there have been strange things that have happened. One example I'll give you is I so I had my appendix out. She didn't feel that, luckily. <laughs> um, but I a few years later I was in I was in LA, she was in New Zealand and I woke up in the night and I had horrible pain in my, in the appendix area, which was very strange. And it turned out she was having a bit of rumbling appendicitis, which is where it like kind of flees up and goes away. Mm. So, and I have actually had many times where I'm having an emotional day and I don't really know why. And I get on the phone with her and she's, you know, going yeah, through On it. the
0: other side of the world, having a tough day. Yes. Yeah,
1: so, but then look, I don't, I don't really know, but I, we are in sync for sure.
0: Yeah. That's either of, 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 a very, very rare coincidence or there's some energetic twin stuff going on. Totally.
1: And I do – spending a lot of time away from her has been very hard and I do notice when I go back to see her, even though we do fight because we're sisters, Mm. (laughs) um, I just feel there's like this completeness (laughs) to the way I feel. It's really strange.
0: So when you you have a fight with your identical twin – is there like an understanding underlying everything, no matter how hardcore you guys fight, that it's – like because you guys must – obviously you know each other more deeply than probably anybody knows anyone else.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think when you fight with your siblings – well, it depends. Like you don't have a brother. No. You've got a sister. But like you know it's always going to be okay. Like it's never going to – well, for the most part. It's, I, I do understand her and she I, – I think so. But again, it's hard to like get a gauge on that because I've never – Mm. No one any different. Mm. But I definitely I, I know who she is. you know yeah. I, I understand her fully and completely and
0: It's funny as, a, as your partner I get I get jealous <laughs> of your relationship with your oh, sister. Yeah, it's a weird thing oh, because because so you guys are, you guys are so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys are so deeply connected. Yes. That, um and obviously, you know, we are too, we wouldn't have been together for yes. so long if we weren't, but it's a. I can understand
1: f- that. I've got an older sister too, Crystal. I'm sure it was tough for her growing up because, you know, we were, Shireen and I are just so close and then sure. to be kind of on the outside of that would be hard, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. That's hey, why
1: she'd always tell on us. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I, I feel,
0: I feel, I feel you, Crystal.
1: Yeah. Love you, Crystal. <laughs> But again, you know, we we were just one egg that split into two.
0: That's and it's just yeah, that's actually incredible so, that that's a real thing.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a great. It is great. I do get told all the time, "I wish I had a twin," and I'm like, "Yeah, you do, <laughs> <laughs> but you don't."
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we've moved back from LA. Yes. We're in, we spent how long there? Nearly?
1: I long? was there seven years for That's your right. ass. Yeah. <laughs> it, was like, it was totally worth it, but I am very pleased to be out of it. You were there, what, 11 years?
0: Yeah, yeah. I was back and forth for first four, mm. lived in New Zealand in the middle, met you, Yeah. took you to the States with me, and you persevered. I did. We didn't really travel the States, though, so we don't really have a gauge on the States, but LA, we, can, we have a lot to say about I guess.
1: Yes, and... I think everyone's experience is different, um, but let's just say I'm very happy to not be living there anymore. Mm. Oh, I have to agree with you. Yeah. But I appreciate I do now that I'm out of it. I actually am really grateful for that whole experience because I'm I've changed so much in the last couple of years, which was when everything was just getting so bad, and I desperately wanted to leave, but it forced me to do some some deep work. It, <laughs> it do- really did. It, it does though, yeah. because it's
0: funny people have this. Attitude about LA, where they they, you know, oh the LA kind of valley girl, the hippie kind of uh, everyone kind of talks shit on LA in that sense. But there's something about that place that does that to you. It it makes you do some soul searching. Like we think about it, we we changed our eating. We eat plant based now. Mm. We um, got pretty hippie. You know, I've certainly became. Yeah. I left there a lot more hippie than I was when I went.
1: Totally. Fitness, really into fitness. Yep. Meditation.
0: Yeah, meditation. I meditate every day now. I never did that before I left. Yeah. These are all influences of, of LA and it's it's interesting to kind of poke fun at it from the outside, but there's something that happens to you when you're there that causes people to kind of look
1: inward. But then who knows, because we may have just done this here anyway. Great question. But I actually don't think so. I mean, that, the saying of like, LA will chew you up and spit you out. <laughs> I mean, that is, mm. that is true. Yeah. Yeah, that place can break you. Yeah, and then I guess you've got a few options: you either bail, or you turn to drugs and alcohol, mm. yeah. <laughs> and just mask everything, or you do some soul searching.
0: Yeah, yeah, or all three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it was lucky we had each other because yes. we, you know, we knew where we'd come from and could kind of hang out there together. And but there's a lot of people that that move there on their own and try and make friends with other people who moved there on their own. Mm. And no one really grew up there and nobody knows anybody. So everybody does and says things that they think they need to do to be who they should be in that town. Mm. Um, And it can be quite, quite desperate. Yeah. Interesting. It's an interesting place to be socially.
1: Totally. And I think that desperation comes from, you know, you're going there to pursue your dreams and you have, it's like it has to work I mean because you can't go back home and you feel like you got your tail in between your legs like it didn't work absolutely I quit I gave up yeah yeah
0: that's not a that's not a good feeling
1: no and I guess for me like even though I have my background in music and modelling and I just I don't know I wasn't there for that reason I was was there for love (laughs) so it wasn't as it wasn't as bad for me to have to stick it out that's why I really wanted to leave yeah um but it's weird, like now that we're out of it, like I would like to go back to visit, but I'm very happy to be, I'm just happy to be living where people are happy mm. and people care about each other more and there's that community feel and I'm not scared at night when I go to bed. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: a real thing, isn't like, it? Like to
1: have like, to know where all your weapons are around your house, not weapons like guns, people, but like, you know, we'd have a, a torch, pole and a torch, torch and just in case someone broke into their apartment, like that's just not,
0: yeah, well, we did have some some crackheads living directly next door in the abandoned apartment, didn't we? We did,
1: yeah. Again, and we were on a terrible street, but that's just—I mean, that's just LA for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's full on.
1: Not,
0: there's not many crackheads here on the northern beaches.
1: I'm yet to see one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Speaking of crack, oh, uh, <laughs> we did we did do some incredible soul searching. In, <laughs> well, in we, LA. Didn't we did do crack. Like... We did do some crack. We did do some crack. <laughs> Uh, not a lot. Some some spiritual crack. Some crack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't I don't think there are many people who do some crack. I think no, if yeah. you do I crack, all you're all doing enough. crack. Yeah,
1: you're doing it all. Yeah. I'm yet to try it. Turn so. up to a
0: party and go, you know, hey, would you like a drink? No, no, just going to do a dabble in a bit of crack just tonight. Just some crack tonight. Yeah, anyone want some crack? No, thanks. Oh man, It's all crack. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no, you don't really no, share your crack. It's my you? crack.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not a very communal thing. You know, weed tends to be quite communal. People don't really. No. I don't think that you, you know, you, you pass the crack pipe around. But no. then again, I haven't been in a crack pipe circle. so.
1: Depends how much crack you've got left, I suppose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you have an abundance of crack.
1: Yeah, because you want. To if you know if other people are doing it with you, you probably feel better. But if yeah, you're down true. to the last speckles,
0: <laughs> the last little nug. does it come in Then
1: I actually don't know. Yeah, shall we? I
0: don't know why I'm asking. You, I don't know you seem to be pretty is, healthy and crack free. Well, and we know.
1: You know, yeah. I've dabbled. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, just for, not in just crack. For, uh, I've never done crack.
1: No disclaimer, I don't think I've done crap. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I'm being very experimental though. Yeah. Well we've bit. done
0: some we've done some um, some plant plant teachers.
1: Absolutely. We've
0: um, we discovered mushrooms together, didn't we?
1: We did. Oh no. <laughs> so I need to talk about this. Yeah. Um I don't think my mum's gonna listen. Um yes, mushrooms. We don't have to
0: talk about it if you don't want no,
1: to No, I'll talk about it. I, what I would love to talk about more is ayahuasca though yeah
0: wasn't wasn't my time to do it yet but you've you've journeyed a couple of times.
1: Yes and you definitely have to be ready for it um, and I had thought about it for four years so watched a couple of documentaries and there was just something that resonated with me and I knew, I was actually desperate to do it. I was like Googling how to get to Peru and I was mm. like, No, no, just chill that.
0: Well it's funny though too, because I just caught myself saying, Oh, you've journeyed a couple of times and I can imagine people who that's a very LA phrase, but if you've done it it's and a, if you've it experienced it, yeah. It's not like it's not drugs.
1: And it's not a fun journey. Yeah. <laughs> I it's mean it's not
0: like crack or cocaine where you put it all in that same place. It's not the same
1: thing. No, no, no. It's not. It's a teacher and you learn a lot about yourself and you purge and um, you don't. It's not like you don't do it for a, a euphoric feeling. You do it for healing.
0: Mm. Mm. Yes, it's. Um, I've done. I've done DMT. Oh, but not the. Um, the the so the DMT only lasts for five or six minutes. Yes. Whereas ayahuasca, what did that last for you? About I six hours. Five
1: six hours. You do it in a. Well, you can do it in many different settings, but this one was with about 10 people that I didn't know. There's someone that's holding the ceremony who would you, you'd you consider a shaman, I suppose. Um, yeah, a shaman. Yeah. <laughs> and you set your intention and when you go in, you can you, we sort of open the ceremony where everyone shares what their intention is. And then at the end, when you come out, you can, you can share your experience if you choose to. So yeah, it's a whole process, and I was very nervous. Going, oh gosh, I just remember remember sitting there getting ready to drink the tea, wanting to run for the hills. Just mm. act, every part of my being was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: well, it's truly a. It's you know any of that kind of that kind of world is so so truly awesome. Like actually. It's the right place to use that word. You are full of awe. Yeah, like I cannot believe that this exists.
1: Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing to think about that that is illegal. I mean, you can't just go and drink ayahuasca like it's a process. But you can just go and you know get a bottle of booze on every every corner. Every corner. It's sad, really. But then when you do it, you realise because it wakes you up. Yeah, and you kind of view the world differently and. And yourself Yeah But it takes a long time For all of the pieces to kind of I'm still piecing it together It's been two years Since my first one And I think that For a lot of people It's not always A positive experience But it it's the experience That you need to have Yeah So But for me it was It was amazing But you know And it's amazing And then you do all this work But then The old habits slip back in And you've So it's a like constant It's not You don't just do it And you're cured From any problems it's a, It is a I, I don't want to say a battle, but it has been a battle for me because I get it's like I have two versions of myself, and I the ayahuasca made me really connect with the person that I want to be. But then there's the other person who's just like way more fun <laughs> sometimes.
0: <laughs> or, or maybe hedonistic is a bit. Yeah, of blue, right?
1: I don't know. It's like the devil and the angel. Like yeah, sometimes yeah. I just want to devil out, you yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah, so it's true that, and that person comes back in, and then I go back to the other side, and it's like, hey, but maybe that's this is my journey. I'm still figuring out the balance. I'm actually at a really good place this year, though. I feel very good, positive um, about where I'm at, and like that's why I said it. it's taken a long time for it to kind of all come together.
0: Mm. You used the word balance there before, which I think is is something that those those plants kind of kind of show you. You, mm. know, you kind of become. Who knows how aware of those two, you know, the devil and the angel version of yourself? I've certainly of myself. That who knows how aware I really was of those parts of myself before True. doing psychedelics. Yes. So at least, if nothing changes, you're at least able to witness yourself totally just deviling out.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, and maybe this is me resisting or like still wanting to hold on to some of these behaviors of mine. I don't know if I want to be like. I'm going to use the word clean because it's and, – and I mean that in all areas. Like like I still like to drink some wine or go out sometimes. Yeah. And I like to eat pizza and burgers, but then I like to eat super clean. Like I want to have – I want to enjoy both, but I want to – I guess I want to enjoy the pure clean things more than – the naughty things. I shouldn't even say naughty things. I just want to be able to do both. Right? Fuck it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a, and there's actually nothing wrong with that. No, I mean, that's a beautiful just, thing. though, being able to be conscious of it and yeah. going, okay, I'm doing this. It's a naughty treat, but it's very pleasurable. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be very hedonistic. Whatever I'm just it just going to have a little bit of crack. Just, just a, a little bit. <laughs> just a small amount of crack.
1: My crack. No,
0: not for you. No crack for you.
1: Yeah, we're not okay. doing crack. But I think I think what was happening in the past is I was living <laughs> more on the side of the wrong side of the of the path of and it was making me feel bad. Whereas now mm. I'm, you know, I work out and I'm more conscious. I eat clean, and then I have some of the other stuff which makes me, you know, the the naughty food and going out with friends and I like it.
0: Yep. absolutely. Well, that that's a beautiful that's a beautiful situation to be able to see yourself going. You know what. I'm gonna let go. Yes. I'm gonna,
1: and being okay with it, not beating yourself up yeah, about it. Yeah. That's the thing. If you're constantly in the cycle of you know going out and boozing or eating all the bad food, and then be like, "I'm a failure," and what like that? That's the problem more than the food. It's the emotional beating you give yourself. Yeah,
0: totally. Well, yeah. I think there's also a trap that you can get into if you're unaware of your own compulsions and you are kind of doing the naughty things all the time, and you don't know why. Mm. That that can you know I think people can get to the middle of their life and go, why am I so unfulfilled and unhappy? And the only way I can get happy is from something external that I put into my totally. body that makes me feel happy, junk food, drugs, Numbing, alcohol. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas if you can see it and see why you're doing it, maybe then you can do it and go, yeah, but why did I feel the need to do that?
1: Yes, and I think that's what the ayahuasca showed me, that I can actually have fulfillment in these other areas and show me a bit more of like the things that I – Want to be doing with my life, and then have those things as just like the cherry on top.
0: Mm, absolutely, yeah. yeah, nice. What a what a beautiful little place to get to. Oh.
1: so good. I wish they just you know sold it down at the bloody pharmacy, little wee bottles. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that'd be great because you don't need the ceremony at all, you just, just chuck it No, back. <laughs> no,
1: actually, yeah. well, no, but you know what I mean? Like, yes, it should yes. be available. Well, you what- should be able to go down to the clinic, yes, <laughs> and then if you know, once a month they do their little ayahuasca ceremonies and you know, you have these transformational experiences. No, I, I
0: couldn't, I agree entirely. Like, why, why are we not allowed legally to do what we want with our own mind?
1: Totally, and I tell you what, I have helped so many people after doing my ceremony like that gave me the confidence and knowing what I want to do with my life. And I have with my fitness and my nutrition coaching, like I help people transform their lives. And that came from me drinking that cup of tea. Yeah. Like how powerful yeah. is that?
0: Combination and which the tea it's not something cooked up in a lab. It's a combination of two
1: it's plants two, two from plants. the jungle. Yeah, exactly. So.
0: Completely, completely grown Pure. by.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. If you don't know what ayahuasca is, do some research or watch some documentaries. There's a, um, well, there's one, called, is it Into the Fire? Hang on, I'm going to- I gonna...
0: think that's the one. There's one called DMT, The Spirit Molecule, which is quite fascinating as well. It kind of gives you a real crash course on what this stuff is, where it comes from. And immediately you can see that it's it's so remarkably different from what we class as drugs. You know, there's no one recreationally doing ayahuasca.
1: No, God, no. I mean-
0: I mean, one of the guys I in mean, your guys, ceremony. I mean, guys,
1: you like vomit and you can poop your pants. Yeah. <laughs> I d- mean, we're not doing that for fun on a Friday night, pooping yeah. our pants.
0: That's, that's some deep work.
1: <laughs> one of the guys <laughs> in your deep-
0: ceremony. Um- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Didn't he die over and over and over oh, again? Oh,
1: no. What? What? Oh, you mean like emotionally? Not, not actually
0: die. He died <laughs> in. Yeah, to life we had some casualties. And then he died again. It's fine though. It's completely safe. No, no, I mean.
1: Watch your wording, he- <laughs> man. Oh my God, there was no deaths.
0: No, but didn't he? You know, he saw his death.
1: Yes, I wasn't there for that one. Oh, okay. I'm no. quite glad I wasn't. But you can. It's like a. Yeah, I guess you have. You're reborn. I yeah. actually. Don't, I haven't had that experience with ayahuasca, but yeah. it can be pretty dark, I think. Yeah, I think
0: you've got, to, um, you've got to be ready to go there.
1: Yes, but I'm trying to find these these documentaries. I cannot, but just look it up. And this was, for me, how I discovered ayahuasca. I actually watched it on Netflix, I believe. So mm. it's still a bit mainstream, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. What you mentioned before, how it's helped you in what, in helping other people. Yes. In your transformation, your nutrition. Yes. Transformational nutrition. Correct. Um, tell us about that. What are you up to?
1: Well, um,
0: you're you're halfway through.
1: I am. Well, so I actually was doing personal training. Fitness for me really helped me a lot in my life. Um, But then I really discovered more of a passion for the food, and I realized I was doing personal training. I was working with women and realized the fitness side of things. It's just a very small component of what we need to look at, and it's the relationship with food. And also the relationship with our body, which is way more important than lifting some dumbbells. Like you can go to the gym and do a 45 minute session, but if you're still walking out of there feeling like you're unworthy and you don't, you know, you, you're not truly believing you're going to have these, have a transformation and you have a poor relationship with food, you're just going to be constantly going in that cycle. So I started to look a little deeper into like what tools I needed to really help people and I came across an amazing certification. It's called the Transformational Nutrition Coaching Institute. And um, we we look at food, um, the nutrition of science, but we also look at psychology and spirituality as well. So we really dig deep and try and work through past traumas and, and um, your self-belief and just the self-sabotaging patterns. So if we can break those, we can really set yourself up for success and creating a new... Well, a new lifestyle, I guess, because if you, I, you know, we, we hear a lot about self love at the moment. I'm seeing a lot of, you know, just go love yourself <laughs> on Instagram, and um, and I think one of the, you know, one of the biggest things we can do f- with self, with loving ourselves, is how what are obviously our thoughts, but what are we putting in our body? Like, if we don't nourish our body with good food, like you can't just be walking around being like, I love myself, and then just be eating, you know, burgers and fries and drinking you know, crap. Yeah. Let's just put it like that. Um, I think that's not really going to help you with your self-love journey. You've got to be, it has to be holistic whole body. Um, did I just go on oh. off on a tangent? I don't know no, what no, I just hey, said, hey. but yeah, so I'm just looking at it from all areas, not just fitness. It's the food. It's how we feel about the food. Well, your I th- body.
0: you're talking about also the, the, the mindset and understanding where your compulsions come from and where, where your behaviors come from. Yes. And that, that, because I think there are so many, um, workout programs and things out there that'll, that'll, it's like, let's say it's a 12 week transformation or whatever it might be. But once you're done, well, they don't care. No, I mean, you're done. And, you which know, so you'll get results, but, for, for, but you'll put, you, you know, things will go wrong. Like yeah. you look at the biggest loser in those kinds of shows where yeah. these people, these obese people lose so much weight for the show so fast in such an unhealthy manner. And then they always put it all back on, if not more.
1: Totally. there's no
0: mindset training.
1: No, and there's just this common thing that I see and, I've learnt, and I also have learned about it now that I'm doing the coaching. I see it. it's like a – it's just not feeling like you deserve it or like unworthiness. It's very strange how, you know, the way that we feel about ourselves can play out in different ways. So if it's overeating or alcohol, drug abuse – sex addiction, whatever it might be, like we're looking at these things to make ourselves feel better because we're numbing the real problem. So that's what the coaching is. It's trying to figure out what is the underlying issues. Let's work through those. And then we'll want to look after our bodies or we'll trust ourselves. that like You can't break, you know, if you've got an unhealthy relationship with your body and food, you can't break that with more rest- restrictions.
0: Mm, absolutely.
1: You have to learn to trust yourself and have more awareness of your mind and your body, and and really, truly want to look after your future self. That's yeah. what I'm all about. Let's do something today to look after ourselves tomorrow. So. Beautiful, Thank what you. a lovely mantra. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's been it's been as your partner, it's been really wonderful to watch you on this journey because it's such a uh, it's such a positive thing to be to be working on for. For yourself and for, for me and for other people too and
1: Thank you. Good on you. Thank you. I take it very seriously. Like I'm always feel like I'm not ready, like I need to know more, but I'm I'm doing it now and I, I actually am ready. There it's that self doubt that comes yeah. in, but I really care and want to make it I want it to be a safe experience and make sure I'm able to facilitate that transformation, not just be like, Uh, oh, let's give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm ready and I've been through enough and I know now. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, there was one other thing I wanted to talk about. We in LA rescued some doggies.
1: We did, and we
0: have we have two of them here with us. We have uh, Jane, who's sitting in front of us. She's a miniature pincer cross of the Chihuahua. Um, she's full of beans all the time. She's great. We have Rogie, who is a Chihuahua cross.
1: Grumpy old man.
0: Grumpy old man, <laughs> um, and he is not full of beans. No, but he's a great guard dog.
1: He's, you know, he's had. He, they've both had some pretty rough backgrounds but he especially is mm. a little damaged goods but yeah. we do all we can to make him happy and yeah. he's doing good. He's doing much better here than he was in the States. So. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And we oh. had…
1: He knows what we're talking about.
0: <laughs> and we had Marley who was a, uh, a big pit bull cross lab. Yeah. Uh, who we, we lost him last year. We had to put him down.
1: The, yeah, that wasn't fun.
0: Yeah, that's a heavy thing. You know, we don't have any human children but these guys are our the closest thing we have to children you know i mean they they're not exactly wolves so they're kind of closer to children than than yes. wild animals <laughs> yes um, and that's a
1: i mean if we're not here to put their food in the bowl they will die it's going
0: to be struggle <laughs> yeah so it's a it's a heavy thing to uh, one of the these things that i've learned in life outside of psychedelics that is so insanely profound is uh, experiencing a death of someone that you are uh, Really, really close to. Oh yeah. I mean, especially someone that you're directly responsible for.
1: Well, we're not really prepared for it because we don't talk about it, and then it happens. And I mean, I it's not like you can just talk about it and be okay. I think yeah, going through that experience for the first time is very con- confronting and mm. unusual.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's it's a it's a dark, dull kind of kind of pain that that grief is grief is. Grief is rough.
1: Ugh. Yeah. But we have to feel it. Yeah. We just have to feel it. I think Mm. it's
0: the thing for me that it really put into perspective is there's so many things that we stress out about in life. Like, for instance, me, I worry about things that that I can change, you know, things that aren't going right Mm. in my life. and And I really, you know, you really get worried about them. Whereas when you have something as finite as death, there's nothing that can be done to fix that problem. You know, it's done. Totally. And it's and it's and it really kind of the lesson that I got out of that was it really put everything into perspective outside of that kind of go well I can do something about that problem.
1: Totally, it, it does put things into perspective, and also just being more present.
0: Too. Absolutely, that's, yeah. that's what
1: I you know talked about earlier. Just coming full circle and that, experiencing you know the passing of a of a loved one or a loved dog. Yeah, he was a person. Um, yeah, you just really appreciate. Today. Yeah. This moment. Like yeah, this very minute. Like, yeah. wow, I'm alive and I get to experience this. Yeah. Thanks, Marley, for teaching us that lesson. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. What a beautiful little little lesson. Yeah. Huge yeah. lesson. Massive yeah. lesson.
1: That is is that the lesson of life? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, maybe it Just is. Just be here be now. Be here now. Yeah. Yeah. He was always pretty Zen, wasn't he? He was. That is the lesson of life, isn't it? Yep, absolutely. Because it's all that really exists.
1: because well, 'cause we're all all chasing the future. Yeah. But we'll never get there. No. <laughs> Mm. No.
0: Hey, I think it's a nice place to end it. I
1: think so too.
0: Hey, thanks for having a chat with me today, mate.
1: Thank you. And I'm so excited for you to finally get this podcast up and running. And yeah, I'm excited to watch your journey unfold too. So. Oh, well, thanks very much. So stay tuned, everyone. <laughs>
0: yeah, thanks. Yeah, do a plug for me. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: All right. Well, uh, hey, good talk. Good chat. I love you. I love you. <laughs> 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 Ew, great hey, stuff. <laughs>